Okay. Good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. Hopefully, your day has been great and your evening has been wonderful. Your week has been restful. I just wish all the good things for you all. Um, so sorry about the time change, but we're here. Everything is great on all ends. So if this is your first time watching, my name is Taylor. Welcome to The Grief Journal. I'm so excited that you found this podcast, whether that be word of mouth or just having to scroll for grief podcasting, you just stumbled upon mine, which has happened before. Um, that's actually how I found one of my followers or how one of them found me. She was like, hey, I was just scrolling. And I happened upon your podcast and I'm so glad that I did, and we just we just connected from there. So it's always cool to see how the outreach of this podcast reaches people that I don't even know in the most random ways. And so let's start tonight's episode off with an anecdote. And how do I say this? So my uncles, I have about well three uncles. One of them is deceased. He was my mom's brother. He had passed away about four years before she did. So what I know about an uncle's love is that I remember it to be something very, just very personable. Um, I know that based on what I heard from other people and their relationship with my uncle, um, they said that he actually, that he had adored me, and I love my uncle too. My uncle, Mr. Ryan Brooks, he had an amazing personality. He was always happy, always um, to me anyway. He was always in a joyful mood, always looked after his family, always had such a good things to say about his family members. He was one that would never miss anybody's birthday. He made sure that he called on every single person's birthday. Um, when we had his funeral, quite a bit of people had a lot to a lot of good things to say about um my uncle just because of the just because of his character and like who he was. My dad, on the other hand, has two brothers. Both of them are still alive. And I remember hit my dad's younger brother. He had lived with us for a little bit and as a little kid I just loved playing with my uncle. Like I thought that he was the greatest thing on earth. He was like the butter to the bread, like amazing, amazing, amazing. And when my mom had passed away, um, we had had the funeral and all that, but that was my mistake. I didn't call him <laughs> before all of it happened, but I had to make sure that he knew because of the relationship that he had with my mother when he was younger. And so when I called and told him, I just unleashed a lot of tears and all of that, and he just let me do it. And so I just say all that to say, my uncles had a very special place in my heart, just as everybody else's uncles and aunts had special places in their uh, in their hearts. There's something about the love of an uncle and an aunt because they are probably the closest thing that we could have to our parents because they are our parents' siblings, but they're not our parents. They're still old enough to have that authority and kind of instruct us and tell us what not to do. They can still tell us what not to do because they're older for the most part. Um, but because of the fact that they're not directly in our household and they're not our parent, you know, we could still have that 
type of relationship to where it's kind of, it's almost like a mentorship type of thing. If there are things that you can't tell your parents, but you could tell your aunt or your uncle, you would definitely go to that person because you've built that relationship. It's almost as if they're, it's almost as if like they're your older sibling, but they're not at the same time. That's the best way that I would describe it when I was thinking about what is it about the bond between us and like our aunts and our uncles that we just love so much and what does our relationship mean to us that's the best that's the most accurate way that i could describe it they take on that mentorship role for us it's almost as if they are like the fun older sibling in a way um and we just attach ourselves to them so much so we are on episode 34 if you can't already tell we're going to talk about the loss of an uncle. Um, my guest speaker that I have coming on here, I re-recorded this interview previously, so I'm gonna share the screen and allow you guys to see what transpired. The guest speaker that I have on here lost her uncle. Um, and so she had an amazing relationship with her uncle, and so she's gonna talk about what the impact of the her uncle's life and death had onto her life. Um, I always love bringing people on here. I know I probably say that all the time, really say that a lot, but I love being bringing people on here, especially for this particular part of the season, because you really get to hear other people's stories. Not so much really hear about their grief and how they're processing their grief, but it's mostly how they are, um, how they really appreciated the loved ones that they lost and the stories that they had with them. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and bring up this interview so that way we can hear it. I'm so excited for y'all to hear it. This particular guest speaker by the name of Michelante Lewis. First of all, it's her 31st birthday today. So happy birthday to her if she happens to see this, if you're connected to her in any way. Um, make sure you give her a happy birthday shout out and share it all the things um, in her name. I'm so glad that it worked out to where we shared it on her birthday or that I aired it on her birthday. There's just something about that that makes my heart happy. And I know it's going to make her heart happy too, especially since she said that she's going to be sharing it with the offspring of the uncle that she lost. So I'm so excited for them to see it too, because I hope that it ministers to them in their grief. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play this interview for you all. So that way we could go ahead and get started. Hey, Shalante, if you could please introduce yourself um, to my viewers slash listeners. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Shalante Lewis. I am um, a wife, a mother, um, a business owner, a little bit of everything sprinkled into one. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Wonderful introduction. Okay. So if you could please, could you tell us about your loved one that you're going to be speaking about today? Yes. So the person I'm going to be talking about today is my uncle. His name um, was Willie Earl Bacon, and he was one of 
the first siblings of my mom's siblings um, that we've lost. Um, one of my first uncles or aunts that I've lost. So um, a very significant loss uh, just due to the fact that it loss is not something that I'm used to at all. And so, yeah, a, re a really, really close uncle. Got you. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank um, you. So for our next one, who do you define like as a core family member? Okay, so for me, um, a core family member would be um, my mom and dad, of course, siblings. But um, our family dynamic is a little different. We have a small family here in Kansas City. So my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, my grandma, my grandpa have always been considered part of my core family. It was my grandma, her nine, her four kids, nine grandchildren. Um, and now, you know, she has some great grandchildren, but that's always been you know, core family to me because we do everything together as if it was a household with, if they were all in our household, even though they weren't. Um, so, you know, we, we define it a little different because we're so close knit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So would you say, so based on your household and your family, that like core family member is more so like people that you just, the family members that you spend like the most time with because you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think anybody who's around consistently enough to build you as a person or to to have anything to do with any of the seeds that are implanted in who you are as a person. You know, they're, they're close enough to be considered the core of the family, mm -hmm. the core family. God. I love that. I love that answer. Um, well, that answers the next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Based on your definition, um, would you consider your uncle to be one of your core family members? Yes, and, and I would. And so with my uncle, um, he was one of my closer uncles. I have two uncles that I'm really close to, where I was really close to. And so for 14, the first 14 years of my life, my mom and dad weren't together. Um, and me and my dad had a, a broken relationship. And so he was more like a father figure. You know, he was one of the people who stepped into the place of what I knew a father to be. So, yeah, most definitely a core family member. Nice. Nice. So my next question Um it's more of a personal question for me because when I think of my own family um, and I look up and down my timeline, the uncles tend to have such a strong place in our hearts, um, particularly so much so for the female family members um, in my in our family and like in mine as well. I love my uncle dearly. My grandfather is the favorite uncle on his side of the family. It's, it's so crazy, but like so awesome to see all that love. So why do you feel like we love our uncles so much? Um, I think it's because they are the like the dads without discipline. Um, so they're still they're there to protect us. They provide things when we need it. They love on us when we need love. They show up when we need them to show up. But they're also that person we can go to, you know, with our guard down and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling about A, B, and C and not feel because um, the uncle is not responsible for the lecture. The uncle is not responsible for the discipline. You know, the uncle is not responsible for the key things, key components that a father is responsible for when it comes to raising a child. So I think we kind of get a second dad with our guards down. Um, and that's what makes uncles so special. I think oftentimes people, you know, they pat the aunties on the back. We lift up the aunties, you know, all of that. And I think the uncles are kind of an afterthought. But if you really think about it, they are the dads without the discipline. Um, and that I think that's important. They they, they become our safe space um, to be able to be vulnerable without feeling like we're going to be lectured because I can go and drop anything off with my uncle and leave and just be like, all right, 
But dropping off with my dad, I'm sitting there for 45 minutes to an hour. Like, okay, I get the point. So, yeah, they're the da- there are dads without discipline. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 I can see that. I really can see yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when I was interviewing somebody um, on Friday, we're talking about grandfather loss, and they kind of said the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. they're like the parents, but like not so much. They don't have the discipline aspect of it, but they're also like the matriarchs and patriarchs. Of our yeah. family, so that's why I'm so excited about this project. Like all the different yeah. responses, but everybody <laughs> says the same thing, kind of. So, anyway, um, what impact can an uncle have on someone uh, as they're growing up? Um, I think an uncle can have a great impact. Um, for me, my uncle, um, he did have a a big impact because, like I said, we were a close family. So, any given day, I could go down to my grandparents' uh, house. My grand my grandfather has been a mechanic for as long as I can remember. And my uncle worked with him. And so any given day, I can go down um, to my grandma's house and see him working on the car. But see, I'm, I'm a jokester. I'm the clown of the family. My uncle was a clown too. So I can go down there and we can, my grandma's house on one side of the street, they work on the cars on the other side of the street. It's a busy street. We will be yelling jokes across at each other. But what that did is that sometimes I used to like go into this shell about being silly or being the clown that kind of empowered me to be okay with who I was. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways, just thinking about him um, because of who he was, my uncle, listen, when it came to my, <laughs> when it came to my uncle, he did, he was who he was going to be. He would say what he wanted to say, where he wanted to wear. I mean, we'll walk in the house, elbow you upside the head, talk about you and keep on pushing. And he did it without regards for the fact that the matter that people, oh, people are going to judge me or they're going to think this. I've never known him to not be a hundred percent himself. And so I think, that that for me that's a seed that he sowed um into me that is something that I've gleaned to or something that I've learned from and I've you know grown up in my entire life. So you know that's just something as an uncle he provided for me is like that sense of um you know just just be yourself be a hundred percent true to who you are. Um and he did it in such a way where it wasn't like I said a sit down lecture. It was I tell jokes, you tell jokes. I crack on you, you crack on me. <laughs> and, and that was the dynamic of our relationship, but it really built a confident person. I mean, I never even stopped to think about, you know, how confident they actually made me with being, you know, just be, being who I am. Yeah. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, so you mentioned this like a little bit in the previous response, but can you talk a little bit more about the relationship that you had with your uncle? Yes. So I call my uncle Shrek. Um, that was, that was my, that was my name. I called him. Um, that was my way of calling him ugly. And when I would see him, I say, what's up Shrek? And he's like, what's up? You know, as if that was his name. Um, he was, I mean, I say he was really goofy, but he was the family mechanic. Now I'm gonna tell you something. He wasn't a normal family mechanic that would go and get what you need to fix the car. He was like putting duct tape where duct tape don't go. Like my mama's car had got uh, somebody tried to steal my mama's car and they broke her ignition um, one time and he taught her how to start her car with a spoon. Like that type of mechanic and he was ghetto. Like that was, he was a ghetto mechanic. And so he wasn't He wasn't this. I've never seen my uncle outside of something with oil on it or outside of something dressed down. He wasn't that you know, dress up and, you know, he was just, he was a, a, a different type of, I don't know. He was a different type of person. Like I said, he was himself a hundred percent confidently, but he wasn't like, you know, some people, they have those uncles that have the corporate jobs or that dress up or whatever the case may be. That wasn't my uncle. My uncle was get out there, play with the kids. He falling down the hill with the kids. I mean, like just anything, him and one of my cousins, they would go toe to toe all the time, play fight and just, 
he was kind of like a kid a little bit. That's probably why he was a dad with no discipline, because he was kind of like a kid a little bit. Um, but he was an amazing person. You know, he was my grandpa's best friend, my grandpa's right hand. Um, when he passed away, I, I've never, like I said, my family, we don't experience grief um, or we don't experience losses often. And some families were, were fortunate in that area. I think if I'm remembering correctly, before my uncle passed away in 2019, the person who passed away prior to that was my grandma when I was in the eighth grade. I graduated in 2010, so that let you know how long ago eighth grade was for me. Um, so he passed away. Um, it took something from my grandpa, not because just because that was his son, but because that was his best friend, because we knew that driving down Hardesty, we're not going to see my uncle under a car again. Ain't nobody telling jokes across the street. So, you know, he was a, um, I don't know, he was a major player in the core family. <laughs> and so, but it was that silliness, that goofiness, that the fact that no matter that your car is not going to be rigged a wrong way again, like your car going to be fixed right now because you gone, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, 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 man. I felt that. I felt that. Yeah. So the last question um is can you talk about like what your grief process was like towards the beginning when you lost your uncle and what it's like now? Okay. So my uncle, um, he died from sepsis. Um, and so we got a call saying that he was in the hospital. Um, so the entire family, this is prior to COVID, this is um this is if I'm, it's end of October or beginning or, or no early November when he passed away of 2019. So no of 2018, I'm sorry. And so it's prior to COVID. So we could still go into hospitals, you know, as a family. Um, and we went to, we all went to hospital. We all got to, you know, see him. Um, the state we seen him in, I, I honestly wish that I wouldn't have saw him. Um, I wish I, you know, would have been able to skip that part. Um, but we got to see him and, you know, spend time together um, and his daughter wasn't there. She had, was getting off of work and he died before she could get to the hospital. And so that part, I think, kind of kind of played into the grief because my heart always felt, you know, we all got to be there because she is an honorable person who does what she's supposed to do at her job. You know, some jobs tell people you can't have your phone. They had a phone anyway. They tell her she can't have her phone. She leave her phone in the car. So she had no idea that he was in the hospital when we finally got a hold to her it was like in those last minutes and i remember my mom calling everybody left the hospital and my mama called me and she said i was leaving out the hospital and they called a cold blue but i haven't gotten a call from daddy yet so i don't think that it was will earl his name was willie earl but kind of will earl i don't think it was will earl and i was like okay 15 minutes later we get a call back that it was him and so that that kind of that kind of rocked my family because like i said um he's the first of his siblings to pass and so that kind of did something um, to my family. And me and my husband, he had just lost two grandmothers and an aunt. And so I was already dealing with, you know, helping him through mourning. And then I then I lost my uncle. Um, but here's the blessing. In that struggle, I, I was struggling bad. And outside of struggling bad with that, me and my husband had been married for two years. And I desired to have a baby, like, so strongly. So I have the grief from not being able to be pregnant as well as the grief from losing my uncle. And I'm just like, I want to bring a family member into the family and I can't, and I also lose an uncle. The morning of his funeral, I was not feeling well and I took a pregnancy test and I found I was pregnant the morning of his funeral. It was like God said, okay, keep my tears in my face. I'm sorry. It was like God said, here, I know this is big for you. I know this is major for you, but I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. And so, the day of his funeral, I, I get to the um, 
to the chapel. I'm the first family member there. And so I walk in to take something in or I don't know, remember what I was doing, but I walk in and I run out. I see him and I just run out and I break down and I, I break down because I'm like, this is real. Like, this is for real. But as my family gets there and, you know, it was it was a sad um, and I think it was more so sad. Like I said, we don't deal with loss very often. Um, it was very sad. My husband did the eulogy. And so by the time we got to the remarks, um, people, you know, got up and started to speak, you know, about him. And like I said, it was still sad. And in normal fashion of what my uncle would have did, what I know he would have did, I came last behind everybody and I told jokes. I told them, you know, we're going to miss him putting duct tape where it don't go. We're going to miss, you know, the banter. We're going to miss this. I'm, and, you know, y'all remember that one time when he did blah, blah, and it, it, it lightened, um, it lightened, it lightened the mood for my family. But through the grieving process after the fact, you know, on those days where I would just go and look at his picture on Facebook and things like that, I would just remember, you know, those jokes, you know, so that that helped me out um, along the way. And I, and over time, you know, the more that I grew in my pregnancy, like I was really able to win. I, I could never be sad. You know, I couldn't be sad because God gave me a blessing that correlated with the hurt that I felt. So every time I look at my daughter, I'm just like, I, it, it's never going to be a time that I forget that the day that we went for one of the saddest days of my life, I was walking in a blessing that I had been praying for. So, so I mean, so the, in the beginning, it was hard, but, you know, as time went on, um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been a beautiful process. We, we just, it, he died in 2018, this last, you know, Facebook post of him passing away and stuff like that. Like they, they didn't affect me as much as they did. And I just rejoice with the fact that he's no longer suffering. Like I said, he had a kid. Well, he had, he died from sepsis, but prior to that, he had to have a kidney transplant. He had, you know, other stuff going on. And so I can just rejoice in the fact that he's no longer suffering. And for myself, I have to take that pain, pause, and see the positives in it so that I don't get into a place where I can slip into a depression or where it may get dark or where, you know, I may walk around hurt a lot because he wasn't like, a distant family member from out of town. He was like my uncle that I literally could pull up at my grandma's house at any given moment and see. So yeah, that's what the the, the grieving process was like for me. Got you. I just want to say like as you were talking about answering this last question, I just want to say like what a light you were to your family during that time during the funeral. Yeah. I don't know if anybody ever said that, but I felt the need to tell you that because oh, thank funerals. you. Yes, because those funerals. They, as you know, they they can yeah. be rough, but for somebody to get in there and just like take on the personality of like the person that you're celebrating is huge and major. Yeah, and look at God for giving you a whole blessing in the day. That yeah. <laughs> man, yes. man, man, man. Yes. So I know I told you that that was the last question, but I thought of another one. If that's okay. okay. <laughs> um, how do you feel like your grief has impacted you now after the fact? Now that we're a few years out. Um, I think that me deciding to find the positive in the pain, um, it helped out along the way. Shortly after we lost my uncle, we lost a great aunt and we lost a cousin. Mm -hmm. um, and so those two funerals were not as hard. Um, they weren't as heavy um, because what I did was I was able to take the same concept. What positives, what what good things do I remember? Like, for instance, with the aunt, I remember, you know, the family reunions. I used to hang with the older ladies. I call them my best friends. I'm a golden girl with the golden girls of my family because um, I hung with the wisdom. And so I can remember those moments, me being little in the, in the car in between, 
you know, my aunt, my two aunts or something like that, like taking those positives into those situations made it, um, made it easier. But I'm also able to take any situation now that causes any type of pain. I'm like, listen, if I dealt with that, um, I can find the positive in no, no matter what the situation is. If it's causing me any kind of grief, any kind of pain, anything, I can take that same, that same um, aspect and bring it in. And so I believe that that moment of grieving my uncle's death or that in that moment um, of losing him, it, it built, it built another part of me. Like I said, it, the, the banter and the jokes built my confidence and my character losing him built more confidence and character, more confidence in God to bring beauty into any pain and more character in my ability to withstand and sustain anything that I may be going through knowing that it's temporal and that sooner or later, God will turn it around and he'll, he'll restore that joy. So I think losing him really, really built me up um, as a woman, honestly, to, to, to bridge me um, from an immature mindset concerning God to a more mature mindset concerning God. Amen. Yeah. Well, Sean, yeah. that I don't have any more questions for you. Thank you so much uh, for participating in this interview yes. with me for my podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was good for me. No problem. Glad. Okay, so I've been doing what you know, it's about to be a year since I've started the grief journal. I don't know if anyone realized that, and I bet that this podcast has almost been around for 12 whole months, a whole year. And as I was listening to this interview along with you all just now and then thinking of the ones that I had done before, that was a breath of fresh air, let me tell you. And it's and it's not to say the other interviews that I had done were just terrible or anything like that. Each interview had its own nugget to take from or its own piece of wisdom, but that was like a really breath of fresh air that Shalante had brought to her perspective on grief coming with a whole bunch of wisdom and even some spirituality and, and encouragement when it came to the grieving process. So I'm just, that was that was a really well done interview. So that is going to conclude this week's episode of the Grief Journal. My hope and prayer is that this interview has encouraged or um, and or uplifted, those are like the same things, but um, encouraged slash uplifted and gave you a sense of hope that you had needed to survive, whether that's the loss of your aunt, your uncle, or really anybody that you have lost. So your assignment for this week is in the interview, if you had remembered, recalled, taken notes or whatever, um, shout out to you if you do take notes on these episodes, because I feel like all my guest speakers from the past and the present and the future will bring and have brought a sense of knowledge that anybody can take to any of their losses, no matter who you lost. And so she had mentioned that she had jokes going back and forth with her uncle across the street. And so my encouragement to you all would be to think of the jokes that you had with your aunts or your uncles and kind of write them down as a source of such a way of remembering them. When you have those moments when you really miss your uncle and you just want to break down and cry, think about those jokes that the two of you shared together and kind of laugh and smile at those. It'll give you um, a sense, a little bit of happiness amongst your pain. So that is it for this week's episode of the Grief Journal. Turn in, tune in 
for next week because we're going to talk about the loss of a father on Father's Day. So have a great evening. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week.